Thank you so much for tuning in to She's All Over the Place with Kiriaki. That's me. Welcome, welcome to She's All Over the Place. You have just entered the Women Empowerment Series. I'm so excited that you're here, and I have a really awesome guest on for you today. Her name's Michaela Hicks, and she is my voiceover agent at Vox in Los Angeles. She is amazing. I wanted her on my show for a long time, and then I finally had the courage to ask her, like, hey, would would you like to be on my show? (laughs) And she said yes, so she's here. Michaela, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Hey. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you. Of course. Thanks for having me. I'm honored and grateful that you asked. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Okay, so buckle up, everyone. You're in for a very impactful conversation. So I have a lot of people in entertainment who listen to my podcast, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of actors, musicians, voiceover actors, people who just admire the craft. So I know um, we had Tom on season two. Tom Lawless, it'll be in the show notes. He's the president president of Vox and Michaela and Tom worked together at the same agency. And it was so cool to have him on and people love that episode. So let's just get started. So where are you from, Michaela? Um, I actually grew up in New Mexico, just outside of Santa Fe. And I went to school in Los Alamos. And then I ended up moving to Bakersfield, California, my junior in high school. And then I moved to LA in the year 2000. So That's kind of how I ended up in California. Got it. I hear New Mexico is gorgeous. It is. It's beautiful. Yeah, I heard there's caves there. So I hear it's very spiritual, too. There is a lot because, yeah, there's a lot of like still like a lot of Indian culture there still. And I mean, obviously, there's a ton of art there. But yeah, there are definitely some caves. Um, There's lots of great hiking. Um, There used to be. I mean, there's good skiing. It's a really good food, good green chili. So that's kind of what it's known for. Cool. And then did you go to school in um, California? Yeah, I went to... And what did you go to school for? Was it for entertainment? No, I went to... So I started... Uh, I started as a business major because I wanted to be an entertainment lawyer. And then I decided that that wasn't what I wanted to do. And then I was uh, a psychology major and um, I went to Cal State Bakersfield and I was like, I wanted to be a therapist to actors. And then I decided I moved to LA. I got a job as a receptionist at an agency and I was like, I just really vibed with it. And um, they said they like to like promote from within. So I just ended up working my way up, you know, as a receptionist and a scheduler. This was like all back in the year 2000, 2001. And so, you know, in those days, voiceover actually scheduled people to come in. So I ended up just being a scheduler and a booth direct, like backup booth director. And then I became the animation agent assistant and it just kind of evolved from there. Wait a minute. So your very first job was at a voiceover agency? No, my first job in LA was a, I was like a club promoter's assistant. And then I got a job as, as a receptionist. Okay. How did you find out about this um, opportunity as a receptionist? And it was at a voiceover agency? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. I just kind of went to this staffing company that hires in the entertainment industry only. And uh, yeah, it just kind of happened. It just fell into it. Yeah. Because I mean, it's 22 years later. So you've been (laughs) in the voiceover game for a while. So wow. I mean, you can share the trajectory of how it was, like you said, oh, we used to go in for auditions and and where we are now. Yeah, we used to burn CDs. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. 
That's so cool. It would be like you had to like stop the audition, like you'd schedule until 3 p.m. and then you had to burn the CDs and get them ready for the FedEx to pick them up to send them to the places where they were going. Oh, yeah. I remember back in the day, they had uh, couriers that would come and pick up for on-screen actors headshots. They would go from like Mm -hmm. from the agency, they would have the bin ready and you would take them to the studio and they would submit their actors for projects. Oh, my gosh. Wow. It's the same thing for voiceover. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> and we get faxes with the character description. You know, you have to check the fax machine. Um, like, email was very new then. So it was all like, yeah, like, you get a fax. Sometimes you get, like, that was when Voice Bank was the main hub of um, sending out stuff, I think. And it was, again, it was still kind of fairly new. But, yeah. So it was voice bank. And I don't think at the time, maybe you couldn't upload it. I don't remember. But yeah, a lot of burning of CDs. I just remember that. <laughs> wow, that's so cool. That's so cool. And I remember voice bank because I remember I would go and I would just listening to other actors from different agencies and research like the best agencies and then listen to, mm-hmm. you know, the, the animation, the commercial. And then I would like go over to like the, one of those agencies where like Morgan Freeman was. And it's like you like listen to Morgan Freeman's reel, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's crazy. Yeah, that'd yeah. be fun. Yeah. But yeah, so I just kind of, yeah, just one of those things where I, I basically figured out I had an ear for talent and I just kind of or ear just for recognizing voices and I just decided that I wanted to continue on and I let the bosses know that I was interested in working my way up and so that's what I did. Cool. Very cool. So you're a receptionist, you work your way up, and then you land yourself at a different agency? I did end up at a, a guy. So I didn't stay at that agency. I, I went to another agency. I got offered a job as an agent. That just wasn't the right vibe. And then I ended up, basically, I went into a smaller agency, which was, they're not around anymore, but it was solid talent. And I basically built the animation and video game department from the ground up so they only did promos and trailers so i you know had to really like recruit talent make sure i had the right talent i obviously had the relationships still and uh so that and i was there for like 13 years and then i got offered another job at uh, atlas and then i was there for like a year and a little over a year year and a half and just wasn't the right fit and so I left and I reached out to Tom and we had lunch and then like probably a couple of weeks later the universe decided that we were all were meant to work together so so here I am yeah yeah we're one big happy family ever since I remember yeah. when you came <laughs> to the agency yeah so Thank you for sharing all that with us. And I know a lot of people who are tuning in, they they come from all different walks of life and backgrounds. But for like the newbie or for someone who, you know, maybe gets nervous about certain ways of networking and, you know, relationships that you mentioned, like, oh, I was with this agency and I had the relationships when I went to the other agency and I was able to develop this. What are some ways that are important for you when connecting with people, keeping those authentic relationships? You know, like how do you vibe and and develop those relationships that are so important? I feel like that's like, I I don't know, it's a kind of a hard question to answer because it's just, it's just kind of what I do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like I just kind of have, um, I've always, 
is, you know, I think I generally get along with people, you know, uh, fairly easy. And it's just really kind of most of the time I just treat everybody as if they're my friend and as, you know, and with respect. And, and yeah, it's not really a job for me. It's more of a just, yeah. I, I enjoy people. I'm a people person. Um, and then, so yeah, it's just kind of, it's not something that I really can say how I do it. It's just something that I do. You know, I don't yeah. really have like a necessarily yeah. what I, I don't do anything special other than, you know, I just kind of treat everybody with, res- with respect and answer their emails and answer their phone calls. And that's about it. I mean, sometimes when we're like ourselves, it's just, oh, it's what I just naturally do. But to like other people, like there's the book, The Art of Communication, and it's a skill to develop in in some kind of ethical way. And we get to find out like what works and what doesn't work for us. So um, mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you for sharing how you're just, you just stay true to who you are and you're just organic with how you're talking with people and then things naturally flow. You don't like push it or overanalyze, which a lot of people, and probably including myself, like I'll get in my head and I'll overanalyze things. And that's just doing too much. So at that point, it's like, just remember to breathe and just take some stuff off, right? And just people Mm want to work with likable, relatable people, people want to work with someone that, you know, that they can connect to just on like a a base level. So it's a really important, good reminder. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's, I can get in my head all the time as well. I, I mean, I definitely understand that. I, I think human beings get in their head a lot. I think it's just human nature. But, you know, I think it's also just important to, yeah, ground yourself, breathe, try to remember that, I mean, I just kind of remind myself, like, I'm not that important, you know, like, as far as, like, I'm not, you know, I don't have to second, really second guess a lot. And you just hope for the best. Just trust, yeah. trust the process. Yeah. And I mean, Vox is such a great team. So you're not on your own. You're with a a great family, a supportive family. And I mean, uh, Vox just had their 20 year anniversary of of the agency. So they're well respected. You're in a good home. I remember coming into the office and it was just orange. And, you know, the orange is the is the color. It's the second chakra it's the color of abundance and wealth mm-hmm. so yeah. I remember when I first went into the agency and I always loved going in there because it was just very bright with the amazing view of California but just this sense of home and the colors and the characters and so speaking of colors and characters and honoring teams you know like super super amazing props to Vox and yeah. everyone there so what are some of your um I can't, I don't want to say, maybe I can say favorite characters, but you probably have so many throughout the years, but some of your favorite animation projects, you could work on them or not, just in general, just kind of the kind of animation that you personally like. Um, I mean, I like, I didn't actually wasn't here when they worked on it, but I do actually really think that Adventure Time is hilarious. Like I honestly started watching it with my niece, like not too long ago. And it's they, my niece and nephew love it. It's good for like, you know, I don't know, maybe some parents, but I think it's hilarious. Um, and it's like make believe. And I, I think there's just a lot. I really like that show a lot. I know it's not really on, but, and I'm probably like behind the eight ball on it, but I mean, you just kind of are working all the time. I think that I like a lot of like, I love anything that's comedic, like anything like that's not going to be, I don't really love too cartoony. I, I feel like, I mean, I like to work on it, but I don't, 
personally like vibe so much with it and this is like it's really like not too high-pitched you know yeah i don't know yeah um yeah. but yeah those are i kind of just like the dry funny like anything comedy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i i'm a complete uh cheese ball i like it i'm like cheesier the better like cartoony the better i'm like i'm all yeah. about like the cartoony ones yeah, yeah totally i think you i mean like i think that there's there's like there's there's just something for everybody that's what's like what's awesome about animation is there's such a wide range of like there's cartoony there's real there's there's even a little serious which if that's what you want you know there's some very uh there's just like a huge range and i think also nowadays i mean there's even more there's so much there's so many like different avenues and opportunities coming up for different streaming services and they all have a different vibe my favorite thing is just like just funny i do really like a lot of the like um not super kids but like anything you know i just have, i have a niece and nephew so whatever like they're into i'm into <laughs> oh yeah same I, I have a niece and nephew and that's gonna s- segue me into when i book minecraft because i was um at home visiting the family in detroit and the kids were playing minecraft and so i was viscerally like seeing what was going on and i get right back to la and i got an audition for minecraft and of course i booked it they wanted a melissa mccarthy where she kind of like moved her mouth so i went to youtube and I saw how she moved her mouth like that. And so yeah. sorely, I was going through Minecraft because like, I was just so fresh in my mind. And I booked it. And it was like, because of that. And all of a sudden, like, Gumpla, you know, like yeah. Gundam. Like, now I'm auditioning for Gundam stuff <laughs> um, not too long ago. And it's like, my nephew, because my niece, she draws anime. And so uh-huh. she got my nephew into Gundam. And so, like, all of a sudden, I'm auditioning for Gundam now. So it's so cool with, with my niece and nephew. I'm able to watch Disney animation stuff with them and then and then and and know about video games too because it's like how do you keep up with it it's just so much you know yeah there's a lot for sure i think that also that's super important like i think that yeah if you're gonna if somebody's going to take the road to get into animation or see what they have that question yeah watch it like there's a world of resources for you to see the vibe and the energy and the and just kind of like as a, if you're an actor, like soak that in. That's your job, you know? Yeah. To explore it and not look at it like, I got to get this done tonight or tomorrow, but just it's an exploration, like soak it all up, see all the different kinds of shows defined because one has to find their voice, right? Or their multiple voices, like know the base of their strengths and their weaknesses. Because a Mm -hmm. lot of people think, oh, I can do animation, but can you sustain that character, right? Through a whole series. That's the thing of the craft of acting. Yeah, it's holding the character and being able to be believable as a character um, and bringing the, you know, bringing life to the character, giving them the nuances. Um, You know, every voiceover actor that's been a voice of a character that's been gone on on and on they have they have whatever nuance has brought that character to life because you know you watch it and you watch animation and you don't really see you don't really think there's a voice actor behind that character like you just see the character you know what I mean Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, I watched all the cartoons and I was like, oh, wow, those are those voices that I was so enthralled in. I was so eager and excited. I had no idea they were voiceover actors. I thought they were real. I right? I thought they were I thought the Care Bears were real. Yeah, you definitely didn't. You definitely didn't think there was somebody on the microphone. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know. Doing all that stuff. Oh my god. Which is also really cool. And there's a lot of like yeah, there's a lot of stuff. It is a time of they're repurposing a lot of stuff from when I was younger and and that's kind of cool for me because I'm just like that's awesome being a fan of that so being able to help because there is a younger generation that doesn't know about that stuff and then so I'm able to kind of direct them like that's not how they did it you know (laughs) yeah I mean it's so cool that you grew up as a fan and now you get to see it again and now you're casting and helping with the productions like it's just it seems like full circle and such a big blessing you know like such a huge huge blessing and what a gift yeah I mean to follow your voice and your passion and to receive those gifts it's wow yeah yeah i'm super into uh you know like yeah just manifesting and law of attraction and stuff and then actually just like when you're sitting in awareness and you're like having sitting and going through what i'm doing now and i think about a memory that i had of like i think that i manifested this a long time ago when i was a kid like that i used to pretend i was a a manager for talent when i was a kid and uh and now i am a, an agent so it's kind of um, like you know you can't really the the timeline of that is truly not up to me um i, yeah. I do believe that i meant to do this for a long time and i just really it's something that i really enjoy and yeah being a fan and it's it's a very interesting part of the business it's not something that i mean now people know about it but when i first started in it 20 something years ago it wasn't even people were like what's that you know like, what's voiceover <laughs> yeah yeah in a world i love that movie in a world with lake <laughs> bell yeah that's so cool and then um Yeah. So now, I mean, before the world blew up, right, in March 2020, I was already self-sufficient with the home studio. But Mm -hmm. the business went from five days a week to seven days a week for almost a year. It was just like seven days a week, nonstop. And then a lot of people, when the theater closed down, like there was a lot of buzz, you know, the theater community, they all pivoted to voiceover. A lot of people, I was like calling Guitar Center, searching to get my new TLM 103 mic. And they're like, oh, we're backdated by like six months because everyone took their checks, those federal checks. And they're like, I'm going to be a podcaster. I'm going to start recording. So everyone got this equipment to start thinking they were going to do voiceovers and and recording. So what did that look like for you on your side when all that happened, just with the technology of it all and how the industry is now? I mean, well, thankfully, like, because Vox kind of, Vox had, was one of the first agencies that basically had talent going remote. So they a lot of the talent was already somewhat set up with microphones or whatever but you it was a lot about you had to to sending a lot of basically the studio is sending us emails of what they needed talent to get set up with so it was a lot for a minute it was a lot of just like sending out questionnaires about what talent had and um and then some people put together like what was what would be helpful for talent that was maybe not quite set up and needed to get set up. So there was a lot of organizing of that, creating a spreadsheet of everybody because, you know, at the time we didn't really have that, which, you know, new people had at least somewhat audition quality. Now you had to get broadcast quality. So now you have to get, you know, source connect and you have to get, or source connect ready. You have to have ethernet connections. And people are like, (laughs) 
<laughs> finding a place in your apartment. Double. You know? <laughs> yeah. I have double of everything. You have a backup mic, a backup interface, a backup laptop. I just got a new laptop. I have yeah. my Ethernet cord that goes all the way to my recording studio over there. And you yeah. have to have backup of everything just in case. Yeah. You Even know? Ethernet cords were taking uh, were on back order because everybody <laughs> getting ethernet cord. oh my gosh wow wow and that was like you know maybe like the first couple of weeks of april and then it just kind of like hey let's go like you know people were yeah. sending kits out you know that was another thing that happened just if you know certain celebrity talent was working they needed to get a kit sent to them because you know typically they don't really have that kind of stuff i did hear a lot of frustration for a minute you know from actors who are just not used to that uh editing or recording you know remotely and and uh you know just just a few like snags here and there obviously you're dealing with you know maybe there's a washing machine running in the back, you know because you live in an apartment and you know just yeah. trying to there was definitely some growing pains, but I think, you know, because it went on for as long as it has, you know, yeah. it's worked out. And now people are going back into the studio. But uh -huh. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. And um, for the person tuning in, if you are a union member, the SAG Foundation, uh, they have one-on-one -on -one classes for tech, for those kind of things. So if you're a union actor, you can take workshops and uh, Eric Shuford, you know, he was on the podcast and I'll put that link as well so people can tune in there. But SAG Foundation is a, um, a great resource um, of information. It's totally free. So you can, you know, tune in and, and learn more about like setting up from, you know, a basic level. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Now at Vox, what you do animation and video games, and then it's just ongoing all the time, right? I mean, that, from what I see on my end, yes, but it's not like actors where there used to be a pilot season. Animation is just all year round, right? Yeah, I've never really seen a pilot season with animation. It's always, it's just like, just whenever somebody has a pilot ready to go and yeah it's just just constant all the time there is i mean there might be weeks where it's not as heavily audition based but i mean that doesn't that's not saying much <laughs> it's like you know but like right now it's pretty heavily i'm pretty saturated with um several different types of auditions but i you know but i'm grateful for it and i'm here for it and i'm yeah you know i'm making it through it and we're you know everybody's you know getting it together and thankfully you know we have again we have a really great team we have a great stable of actors um and we have there's a lot of different avenues for voiceover like i'm not even like, i'm not just doing animation and video games i actually work in more areas there's dubbing uh anime which those are that's called dubbing it's it is low budget, but a lot of people are doing it. There's podcasts, scripted podcasts. There's yes. commercials, promos, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of stuff. So, yeah. Gratefully, uh, you just booked me on some dubbing stuff, which is really cool for Disney that's coming up. So I'm grateful for that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. And then um, there are places where people can... Uh, 
get involved to take animation classes, commercial classes, learn about voiceover. And that's how people can catch you. I've seen your name. I'm on some email lists so people can get on different find on Facebook and get in the community, get on some different email lists. But that's how they can catch you when you're guest directing certain workshops in the community of voiceover acting, right? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I get, get, I've been asked to guest direct several classes. I feel like I've done like one or two a month and are reaching out and asking if I'll guest direct. So that's kind of cool. Very cool. Very cool. That's really awesome. I'll give a shout out to Bill Holmes because he goes by the VO doctor. He taught me young in my career how, you know, you brand yourself. And so if people want to work in voiceovers, they go to Bill, you can do a Zoom with Bill and, you know, oh, he'll say, oh, you have a promo voice or you're really good for this or this or that. I, because of Bill, I branded Cartoon Katie because I sound like yeah. a walking, talking cartoon yeah. character. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, it's- I think it's that's great. I love Cartoon it. Katie. And it took a while to get my avatar, but I just got my avatar. So I'm going to send you my avatar. You've probably seen it. It's, it's half of my podcast logo. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's half of my avatar, but that she's Cartoon Katie. That's Cartoon Katie. I just did a merch line of Cartoon Katie, but it took a while. Like I got the name and it, it takes a while to brand and to grow. Voiceovers isn't like an overnight kind of thing. I mean, it's like, you know, it, it's like grows, I guess, with like fine wine, but Bill Holmes is amazing, you know, so maybe uh, check out the voiceover doctor and sign up to see what workshops and things he has going on. If you want to get involved in voiceovers and mm -hmm. maybe you can catch Michaela Hicks there doing like a guest directing in the near future. Uh, that could be really cool. If people um, wanted, I think with Vox is probably just like referral based only. But if someone wanted to, if someone wanted to send you their resume, like their reel, um, are they able to do that through the website? Like what's the best way if someone wanted to maybe do that? Yeah, I think that they go to like voxusa.net. There's like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure my email address is on there. Like they have our, you know, profiles and what I'm sure that they could go on there but yeah it is a lot of referral based uh, we we don't really it's really hard to take on talent that is really just getting started because it's just gotten a lot of it's, it's pretty difficult to develop talent from the ground up again i've done it in my career but that's at a smaller agency so like a boutique agency if you're just getting started that's my recommendation that's my honest recommendation and then you could you know and then maybe you can graduate to vox you know and then because it's time for you to to spread your wings and and you know because some of the smaller agencies don't get like some of the opportunities that, that we're getting, but they do, it's a great place to get experience and start. It just depends on who you go with. Just do your research. Yeah, it's been a few years, but last time I looked, there's there was like this pamphlet and I think there were like 21 or 23 voiceover agencies. Uh -huh. And because of what's happened in the world, there's probably less now. I love what you just said. Like if you're just getting started, like just approach a smaller agency. It's the smartest thing to do. So I appreciate that, those words of wisdom. Yeah, so you can get some experience. Because mm -hmm. I know that that's questions like how do I get the experience if I don't get but there's so many there's so many ways to get you know there's the pay or play sites that's always another thing that if you're just getting started I do recommend like I do say like get on one of those as well but again like for the animation and video game the best thing is you have to be an actor. You can't just be like somebody who has a cartoon voice. You have to be an actor. 1,000%, 1,000%. You know, um, and I know we're wrapping up here, just honing back into the podcast thing. I wanted to start my podcast like in 2019 when I did, I'm like, oh, I wanted to start my podcast nine years ago, right? So now mm -hmm. it's like 
add a couple years on it, but I didn't know how to get on the train tracks. But with voiceover, it's like, oh, like for me, it's like Scarlett Johansson, Emma Stone, like young Demi Moore or like Alicia Silverstone. Like you'll get a, like a type, right, yeah. of your voice. Yeah. Or they'll say like an animation film like this character or uh, an animation from like this TV show. And then once in a while, you'll get a clip of a podcast where it's like, do we want it authentic? We want it like this kind of vibe of a podcast. But now because there's so many audio dramas, there's more auditions for scripted audios for podcasting, which is really cool. So I love having the podcast because I feel like, well, the podcast and everyone tuning in, thank you so much for being here. It's in the top 5% of all podcasts out of 4.5 million podcasts. Oh yeah, that's awesome. It's in the top 5% of all podcasts and out of the top 60 arts podcast, it's number 48. So I'm so grateful for everyone tuning in and showing up. And yeah, it's super awesome. It's super great. With that being said, it's like, for me as an actor, right? And as a voiceover actor, people can hear me, my voice, a brand, someone could hear it and then call my agency Vox and say, hey, we want to book her in this audio drama or commercial, a voiceover project. Uh And then also because of social media and what's happened. So this is for the person who's thinking, oh, well, how do I get started? It's that catch 22. I can, if I can't do this, I can do this. If I can't do that is the thing is, it's like with my podcast, because I'm independently growing this Mm -hmm. for the craft of my actor, right? And voiceover, it's the sound of my voice. But now with social media, it's like, who are you? People want to know, like, authentically, do you align to this brand? Like, are mm-hmm. you a vegan? Like, what are your ethics, morals, and values? Like, what do you stand for? Because when, when the producers and people want to hire you or agents want to work with you, they want to see, like, what is this person into? Oh, I can, they're very bookable, relatable on these kind of projects. You know, so podcasting, it's like a three-dimensional thing where, like, voiceovers now, it's not just the craft of acting. There's the mm-hmm. tech side of it. And it's a psychological aspect as well. So I feel like for branding and voiceovers to the craft of acting, but also like letting people know who you are and, you know, making up your favorite characters and just making stuff up and putting it out there. And it can, you build, you start messy. It doesn't have to be perfect, but just start messy and start somewhere to start building. Right. Yep. I agree with that for sure. Um, and so, yeah, there's just, I think it's like, don't be afraid to take a risk is kind of like, you know, it's just kind of like, there's so many aspects to it, but yeah, I mean, it's just, if it's something you want to do, like I would not discourage anybody from doing it, but I, but just be prepared to put in the work. It's not just like, you can't just go pick up a microphone and decide that you're going to do this. There is a lot of work that goes into it. And especially now, it's very competitive. Yeah, I appreciate you. Michaela, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so grateful you came on. Seriously, this is amazing. Awesome. I am grateful to be here. Yeah. And I'm sure the person tuning in, uh, subscribe, like, put comments below. Let us know what you learned today. It would really mean a lot to us. I'll have any links that I mentioned in the show notes below. I mean, any last words before we depart? I guess more than anything, have fun. Yeah, have fun. And I guess the the last thing I'll say is like, um, I'll tell you Tom's after, but one of your favorite animation movies of all time? Oh, of all time? (laughs) That's a tough one. It can be a couple. I think of, like, I mean, I don't really know of all time, but I would say, like, you know, I loved Coco. I loved, I love The Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. Like, that old school stuff is, like, me. 
<laughs> wow. Two out of three. Love that. I love I the Beauty and the Beast is my number one. Oh my god. Yeah. Belle with the red with the red rose. Oh my when the West Wing, the rose. Yeah, I just like it. Yeah. Yeah, love Belle. Okay, so Tom, his favorite is Up. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. I like that one. You know, again, like, I kind of like a little more light and funny. I like the one with the, what's the one with all the emotions? The emojis? No, with all the, no, like, like with the girl, with uh, the character's name was Riley. and Oh, yeah. And she had. They were the emotions. Yeah. Yeah. There was all the, the ones in her head that, like. Yeah, yeah. What can I think of it? There's just so many. I can't ever think. I'm drawing blank too, but I know. I know the emotions, the blue emotion, all the different emotions. Yeah. Yeah. The one that's like, yeah, happy and the angry guy and like yeah. that one. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, mad respect to Ed Eisner because uh, many blessings for his soul. Homage to Ed because uh, I don't know how long he was with Vox, but definitely, you know. He was with them a, a long time, and and yeah, they put him in up, and and I would actually put him in some things right before he passed. So he worked right up oh. until he passed. So I mean, oh. yeah, yeah, it was an honor to work with him. Yeah, yeah, big honor. Well, keep shining on, Michaela. Thank you for being you and showing up. Thank you. I better get to these auditions to send you. Uh, oh yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, everyone, tune in next week to She's All Over the Place, and uh, subscribe and share with everyone. I love you. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Kiriaki, over and out.